and welcome to Cleaning Processes with Jerry. This podcast is number 19 and is dedicated like the others to building an online community of like-minded individuals and businesses in the chemical and cleaning industry. We are going to share ideas, tips, solutions, and stories to solve problems and expand our markets. Please join me every other week when we will frequently introduce a special guest that just might be you. I work for Chem Station of Boston as a senior sales consultant. I also write the blog Hospitality Cleaning 101. If you ever have questions, feel free to reach out and I will answer on a future podcast if you like. At the show's end, I will include my contact information as well as my guest. Today, we have Jack Ellison of Clean Square, who has many of the same qualities and ideas of building an online community. I know you'll love this show. Jack, are you here with me today? I, I'm here, Jerry. Thank you. Well, now I actually see you because we are as well on Zoom. Jack, thanks for joining me today. You and I have came across or passed across a couple of months ago with me starting the podcast. You have something that you started out actually a lot sooner than that called Clean Square, but we're going to get that into a minute or so. Jack, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started this whole journey that somehow we all are in the same thing? Yeah, I find this business, Jerry, and again, first of all, thank you for the opportunity to be on your podcast. I, I discovered you a couple of months ago, and I've been following you ever since, and it's it's very unique, the the people that you start to bump into as you as you start to really explore kind of the new the new era with social media and all this thing. And finally, you know, the Jansan folks are getting into this, so it's kind of exciting to kind of see the different personalities come out, and you're one of those, so thank you well, for being in charge on that. But uh I got into this business about 25 years ago. I was in property management to study, of all things, landscape architecture. And I got out of school and I was making more money bartending part-time than than going into landscape architecture. And I decided to kind of get into uh, real estate management. From real estate management, I kind of took a, a curve about three or four years into that because I really saw the vendors where I thought, I think they were at the time, were making really the place to make the money, you know, make the opportunity. And it was better than sitting in an office, you know, 12 hours a day and you're about and about, you know, shaking things up in the field. And I got into property management and I loved that, but I really saw the supplier base really got interested in the supplier side because just they, they could go to different locations and meet with different people. And that of all things back in 2000 led to a dot-com startup. This was before dot-coms were really taken off. And we formed a company out of Austin, Texas, because I'm a Texas boy originally lived in the Northeast. We formed a company called Site Stuff, and if you've been around the industry for a while, Site Stuff was a company that pulled together property managers across the United States and said, "Why are you buying as if you're one property here, one property there? Why not buy as if you're an entire portfolio?" And that's really the group buying within the property management really started. And I got into that and loved it. It was it was very crazy. We went from zero sales. I think we were losing a million dollars a month when I started the dot com and went to about a hundred million within five years. So just some crazy growth. The whole technology piece was interesting. And 
we were building shopping lists. I know that sounds very foreign that, hey, you can go in and build a shopping list on how to order things. But we were building shopping lists back in 2000, which was you know cutting edge back then, which is kind of funny to think. And quite honestly, the internet was still cutting edge. Most properties didn't have the internet back in 2000, which was really crazy. But I bumped around there after, after leaving there, after it's kind of the growth curve. And Spartan Chemical found me shortly thereafter. And I worked for 12 years as Spartan as a divisional manager overseeing the Northeast and the Caribbean. And People go, how do, how do you oversee the Northeast and the Caribbean? And I think Spartan is a good group of guys. And they, they joked about it. I was probably the least likely to get arrested in the Caribbean. So that's how I got assigned the Caribbean <laughs> growth down there. But I, I wrote that for 12 years and had a great time. Was not looking to leave that, but I've had, I have kids. And they were getting older. And I was doing about 200 nights a year on the road. And I decided to stay local and went to work for EDP Supply, which was recently acquired by Imperial Date. So that's kind of the short story of how I got in the business. Wow. Going back, just so you know, I have to share this because I, I owe this person, even though he's passed, I owe him his due diligence because you're, you're making, you're reminding me of this. Sure. When the internet, after around the year, you know, 2005. And I think that might have been before, that was before even Facebook, I believe. That was even before MySpace, the way I worked for a gentleman who started a website called eSopers.com. And he started getting the same thing you and I are working on together, like-minded people to join. And he got people to join and he got he got advertisers and everything. But he assumed he passed. He worked for Dayway Program with myself. And then when we got bought out and stuff like that, he, I think he passed shortly after that. But you know, some people just see this years and years of uh, much further than you and I, because I some days I'm late to the party, but in this party, and I think the one you and I are enjoying right now, we're, we are on the very beginning of this as building an online community. So can you tell a little bit about Clean Square and what you're trying to develop here? Yeah, so this is a passion project. You know, we joked earlier for our, our pre-call, we joked about, we. I'm kind of the personality, I think you're the same way that we have our what we do for a living, but we always need some little something to kind of keep us balanced. And, you know, for me, it's my kids and this Clean uh, Square project. And again, Clean Square is a, it's a website, but what it is, is basically I was the, the frustration and the problem I see within the industry of Jansen side is there's all this wealth of knowledge. You know, you, I never met you in my 20 plus plus years, but I build this community and I kind of put it out there and all of a sudden, you, you gravitated to me and I gravitated to you. And now we're here, today, we're here today, but there's a lot of knowledge out there. And there's a lot of good people that want to share what they know. You know, I, I found through this project and I'll, I'll show a screenshot in a second, but I found through this project that there's certain people in this business that want to hoard everything they have, the knowledge, and they're not willing to share it. And I think that's a bad approach to how we approach the market because, you know, the average age of this industry is probably I'm close to 53. I got to imagine the average age is somewhere in that early 50s. And I think that the responsibility of us that have been in the business for a while is to pass along some of that knowledge to both people getting into the business, whether it be distributor reps, whether it be end user customers, whether it be contractors starting business up, but share that wealth of knowledge that we have in a forum that hopefully we can strike a connection with. And that's that's the whole premise of CleanSquare is is it's not for money. It's not for me to go out there and say, hey, look what I created. But it's more so for my passion, my love of the industry that I can bring basically a community together to say, let's come together and let's share some information. Let's get some contacts, not only on a local level, 
But hell, I, you know, Jerry, I'm meeting people across the world now. I'm, I've met some people in France. I've met some people down in, in South America. And I'm starting to network with these people. And like everything in this business, you learn from others. And I, I'm learning a lot of how people do business and how they operate in other markets, what their problems are, just by creating this little community. And, and the short of it is it's nothing more than a website with a different spaces. And I, I can show you a screenshot right. of what this thing looks like if you, you don't mind. Certainly. And I'll share this here. But but basically, this is, you go to cleansquare.com, again, C-L-E-A-N-S-Q.com. What you will see is just basically a community. And it's like any other LinkedIn. It's like Facebook groups. But what this allows me, what I'm building out here is what this allows me to do is I, I'm able to put spaces in. You know, if you go to LinkedIn, which I think is great, if you go to Facebook, which I think is great, people come and they just kind of regurgitate, here's my problem. And maybe some people will give feedback to it. And that problem just kind of filters down further and further. And it's, you know, within a, within a week, there's 20 other things above it, you know, it would be advertising, whether it be another problem or, hey, here's a thought. And what this allows us to do is people to come in and basically talk about nothing but cleaning and the whole business of cleaning. And I don't care if you're a distributor, if you're an end user, if you're a manufacturer, but you can come into the space and there's all these different spaces you have here in the far left that we can put buckets. So as people have questions, it's not just going into a general funnel and being redressed. We can actually put it into these different spaces and those different spaces are like a reservoir or a library, if you will, that people can come into. He says, you know, I'm really not interested in this product reviews, but I would like to see a supplier directory. I would like to see who are some of the suppliers out there. Or I'd like to come in and see what's going on with the autonomous equipment and basically take that specific need that you have either learn or share something with it. So that's the whole premise. And again, LinkedIn's great. Facebook's great. But I don't know if, if you're like me or others like me, but I go to LinkedIn. I'm focused on networking with someone within the Jansan space. And the next thing I know, I'm looking at a puppy dog running across the railroad tracks not to get by a train. So right. those are the things I really want to keep a focus, you know, focused, I guess, synergy on the business of cleaning. And I will also say, I think I joined it three or four months ago. I don't get spammed with people just trying to sell me stuff. I mean, yeah. LinkedIn's gotten a little, little out of hand with that, but. I guess that's hard to control, and also you can you can control this a lot better. So I really I really like it. I like the idea of you doing it. It's you had talked about outside of clean by doing this, you've been able to meet many people. It was the same reason I started the podcast was to show others how we can come together, how we can share information, and. You know, this week I had a guy, a person called me out in Dallas, Texas, and I listened to this. I have a question about this. It just thrilled me to death that, you know, someone's listening, someone's asking questions, someone's helping me. He then explained to me what he did for a living. Of course, then I had about four questions. But I had more, at the end of the day, I had more questions for him than he had for me. But it's a way to stay fresh in this industry because something that I hear, something I've talked about, I can use in a sales presentation or helping out a customer with problems. So I congratulate you on that. Now, is the ratio you have now, is it mainly manufacturers? Is it mainly Jansan? Is it mainly reps? Or is it too early to tell how it's shifting out? It's probably too early. I've kind of, you know, I've been working on it for about a year, you know, off hours after, you know, 
five to nine job, if you will, my five to nine project and you know, five, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. But it's it's gaining traction. I'll be at ISSA show next week and I'm going to be handing out some cars to have people join. What I'm really looking for is a thousand core. And this is not for everybody. I'm like, I want to make that clear. I'm not looking for just people to come to kick the tires. The website is really for the community, lack of a better word. The community is really for people who want to learn and want to give knowledge out. And again, I've had people say, well, I, gotta, I, I want to protect my knowledge because I don't want to give that out to competitors. And I go, well, you go to a trade show, don't you? You go to a trade show, you're sitting right next to your competitors. They're walking by. They're, they're hearing what you're saying. It's not that private. At the end of the day, do they like you? Do they like your product? And do they trust you? And that relationship bond, that's how it happens. It's not because they heard, oh, you can you have a better technique to finish a floor. It's about more than that. But right now, what I'm seeing is a healthy mix of end users. I would say it's a third, third, third. I'm having manufacturers, distributors, and end users. And that's the intent. Create this forum that those three entities can come together. And this, this is the one interesting thing that I've been thinking about as I'm looking at this, as I'm, as I'm having conversations with people who are on the, the, the community is you think about a manufacturer, and I didn't learn this from a manufacturer. When I worked for Spartan, I didn't understand this fully. When I went to work for EDP Supply in the sales management position, I realized all of a sudden that you, these manufacturers within the Janssen space, there's I easily counted over a thousand manufacturers that they have given some product or some service to the Janssen industry. You know, what you do now, what I do now. But if you think about the math on this, EBP had around 250 core suppliers. Of those 250 core suppliers, they each came out with, on average, two to three new products a year. So do the math on that. 250 times three is 750. How many days are in a year? You know, 364. You'd have to introduce two new products every single day, and it's just impossible. So when you, I use the kind of the the three lines. You've got the manufacturers, you've got the end users, and you've got the distributors in the middle. If you've got that many products being launched, being pushed into distribution, how many of those products are actually making it to the end user? And more importantly, is that message from the manufacturer to the end user, is it very clear and precise? Is it the right message being happened? And quite honestly, it's it's not. And, and part of what I'm going to look to do with Clean Square is try to help manufacturers, distributors, and end users better understand those products. Because if I'm a property owner, a property manager, I want to look at something like autonomous robot uh, scrubbers. I now have a place that I can go to and say, it's not me looking for the manufacturers. I can go to one spot, click on one space within the website and say, here's what I need to know about that. And there'll be experts within that, whether it be, again, manufacturers or distributors, experts that are there to network with and hopefully grow that business. So, Ken, I guess a manufacturer of a floor care company, would they then put up YouTube-like links on their space? So, I mean... To go to to see some of the stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, I don't want to create it like a you know feel like you're being sold because, like you said, LinkedIn feels like you're being you know, I'm being solicited five times a day now on LinkedIn. And I, I think it's more if you come there, network, and if a sale comes out of that, that's that's great. But I, I, what I don't want to happen on the website is the next thing you know it comes a big bulletin board. But if you could come there and and end user say, here's my problem. And you have multiple manufacturers or one manufacturer that comes there and says, I can solve that, or one distributor says, I can solve that. And a network is made and a connection's made. I think I've accomplished my goal. And again, it's just, it's a, it's a big task. I was told by several industry leaders that um, 
you're taking on a task that ISSA can't solve. I, I think the luxury I have that ISSA doesn't have is I'm not filtered. Uh, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but ISSA has to make sure that they're keeping everyone happy. At the end of the day, I'm trying to keep the people that are part of my community happy. And not everyone do I want in the community. But honestly, I'll have the right to, and I'm not saying it's authoritative, but I'm not, I'm not looking for people just there to come there and, and try to pitch their goods. I want them to give as much as they take. Now, have you, have you had to go out and, I can't, the only word I can think of is reprimand. Have you had to tell anybody within the, your community, hey, this is what we built it for? Not yet. I, I wish I wish I had that problem because I think that's when you get to that level of a Facebook type of a problem, but not yet. And everyone's been respectful. And I think everyone just understands it. But at the end of the day, you know, you or me are sales folks, you know, you got manufacturers or sales folks, you got end users who are looking to spend money. There's going to be those kind of little bit nudge nudge. But I think at the end of the day is is, is is at some point I'll have a community manager that I'll hire that will kind of keep everyone in check. But at the end of the day, if if everyone can come out of it and say, you know what, it's more positive than negative, then then I think I'll be okay with that. Now he has how has this is off clean score for a second, or it might be encompassed inside. You'll have something coming out of COVID, and you've worked in the industry for many years. What have you seen as the biggest change coming out of COVID? Do you think that uh, what's your opinion of the whole thing? Do you think we're we're destined to fail again, or do you think people are listening? Or uh, I, I always like people to give their two cents worth. I think uh, you know I'll, I'll be optimistic for humanity. You know, there's what's the old saying? I, I I hate people, but I love humanity or mankind or something like that. And I, I get frustrated with people sometimes because it's it's funny. You know, I, I made I made the comics to Clorox. One of my friends there, Jeff, who's a senior guy within Clorox, I made the the comment that. Their, their new slogan should have been during COVID, I told you so, you know, because we've been all messaging, this is coming, this is coming, you need to have these processes in place, these products in place, these procedures in place. And when it came, it was, you know, as you know, we were just busier than we've ever been in our entire life. You know, I was, I was, I was slightly jealous of a lot of my friends who were kind of just laying low, staying at home and not working too, too hard. But I probably made more money during that time. I think I had more fun during that time. I was more frustrated during that time, but it made me a better person as far as a professional but I, I think we're we'll, we'll we'll come back. We'll we'll get lazy again, like everything else, and we'll come back and hit us. But I, I think you know part of our responsibility is to continue to wave the flag, continue to educate folks. And I, I think if we do that, I, I don't think it'll be as bad as it was this time because I think a lot of philosophies on business supply chain are changing very drastically. And I, I think you're going to see a much I wouldn't say a much better reaction, but I think you'll see us do a better job when you know. Let's call it a COVID 2.0 or whatever the may, the bug of the month may be. So that's my thoughts. So I understand and I agree with you. I, I sorry, I hope it wasn't too much of a loaded question. I asked that question no. to everybody because you know I shake my head. My my deep down opinion changes every day on that. But going to the ISSA show, I'm glad to hear you're going. I went last year. They were just coming out of COVID. It was very good. Not a lot of people, you know, many people were not there. I'm saying people, the traffic, well, many vendors were still not there. Unfortunately, I can't go this year. Is there anything in specific you're looking for at ISSA? Are you looking for anything new on the horizon? Or are you there primarily for Clean Square and, and meeting some new people? No, I'll be there with my employer and 95% of what I'll be doing is my current employer now that, again, this is a side, a little side venture, side passion project with Clean Square. 
I'll be there with my current employer, Clean Slate, which you know we focus on laundry and wear wash chemicals for uh, you know the the long term living facilities. My favorite thing, though, I have to say, I, I love seeing people there. I love you know I I know a lot of people through my my time there, so I love kind of reconnecting with those and getting a handshake and saying hello and good to see you again. But my favorite thing, Jerry, is I've got a little secret, and I probably shouldn't share this, but get badges where I can sneak in before the show starts. And right. my favorite thing is on Thursday before the show ends is get there about two hours before you're actually allowed to get in. And I shouldn't be saying this, but I do. And I walk the perimeter. And the perimeter is where the, the up and coming things are. Again, you'll see the big houses like the GP, the Casey's, the Gojo's. They'll have some innovation and they'll have the big booths. But I like to see what's on the fringe because those are the guys with the 10 by 10 booth that are that can probably, you know, spending enough money to get there. And but they most of them don't have a good idea. But some of these guys have some next level thinking going on. And I like to kind of see those before they hit the street, really full, full force. Well, I didn't know that was going to be your answer because I went last year and I did the exact same thing. Yeah. And I don't remember the specifics of how I got in there early, but I did. And it was great. Now, I will tell you that I went for work last year. However, I had two pockets. I had one pocket for business cards. And I also had another pocket that I was introducing this podcast because at that time I said, coming soon. At that time I was trying to recruit people uh, to be guests and things like that. So I'm glad to hear you're doing it for both sides work as well. So what's the best way to get a hold of you or would it be to go to Clean Square to sign up? And there is no cost, correct? No, there's no cost. No cost whatsoever. It's a community. You know, I'll ask you to register, but it's Clean Square, C-L-E-A-N-S-Q.com. It's open 24 hours, seven days a week. So it's no charge. But I'd ask you to come in and take a look at it. And again, if you're looking to learn, but also give, you know, my my big thing right now, the cards I'll hand out at ISSA is I'm looking for a thousand thought leaders, not a thousand people looking to kick the tires, not a thousand people just looking to take, not give, but a thousand thought leaders, not only within the United States, but across the country, excuse me, across the world that that really have a passion. And again, I, I think I'm crazy for having a passion. You probably think you sometimes, what the hell, I get excited about cleaning. People look at me when you're starting, because I'm, I'm starting a cleaning podcast as well. In this website, they're going, it's about cleaning. I go, I don't think people realize that cleaning is a I think I heard a number of the day was a $10 billion industry. It's a $10 billion industry. And the the, the surprise about it is we all think we're experts because guess what? We clean at home. We clean a little bit at work. We see cleaners. We recommend what's clean, what's not. So we all think we're experts. But it's a $10 billion industry. And we've got manufacturers, no disrespect to people putting magazines, but people, they spend hundreds of thousands of dollars a year within our industry for magazine articles. And you, you, I don't know about you, but I look at that magazine once, I lay it down. Maybe I make a mental note, but I, I think the biggest thing I could have out of this podcast, and I, again, I duly appreciate you having me on here, is if I can find a thousand people that truly would come to the website and say, you know what, I'm going to sign up. And there's a top right, there's a little logo that says sign up. We ask for your email address and kind of, you know, just your name and that's it. If we can get a thousand people sign up and then I call it like the church. If you can do one posting once a month or once a week either ask a question or say, hey, listen, I've got some expertise in this and start trying to build some connections. I think a thousand will go to 5,000. I think 5,000 will go to 10,000 very quickly. And, you know, the interesting part is the ISSA website uh, or the LinkedIn webs, uh, what is it, the community on ISSA, which is, again, just kind of a funnel of just stuff coming in, no sorting, no kind of networking, if you would. I think 
I think they have maybe around 40,000. And I'm looking at the whole country and I'm going, there's more than 40,000 people that's in are in this business, whether you're, again, a manufacturer or a distributor or end user. And I think part of that reason they don't have more than 40 is just, we're still a little bit on the leading edge of low technology, but I think this next generation comes, we're coming in, see the importance of networking. But if I can get a thousand people to come in and really contribute to, you know, adding something to it, learning something from it, networking, I think this thing will take off. And I think, you know, a year or two years from now, people will come back and say, you know what, that's a tool I use a few times a week to kind of, you know, better myself as a professional within this space. Well, I think you're doing a fantastic job. It's not competing. And good luck with the podcast. It's not competing with me. We're working actually side by side. Absolutely. It's it's kind of like, you know, years ago, uh, a person put it in a restaurant. I forget where, but I've heard this story more than once, and I know it's true. Guy puts in a restaurant, and then another person decides they were going to put a restaurant across the street. And everybody got scared and said, oh, that's going to make the first place go out of business. Well, no, it didn't. The first place doubled. You know, they both did well because it attracted people. More people got attracted to their other areas. So I wish you all the luck in the world. I love the idea of what you're doing. You probably beat me to the punch, but I would have never, never been able to figure out the, the website because I'm still having enough tough times trying to figure out my microphone here. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, you know, the interesting thing I'll put on there too, if you, if you sign up, you'll have access to, and this is what's interesting. Again, we talked about a $10 billion industry, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been actively looking for people like you that are putting content out there, you know, content meaning a podcast, either audio, video, both. And I think I've only identified about 10 or 15 people who are doing it. So for us, you know, those 10 or 15 people, surely being myself, we're, we're kind of blazing the way a little bit within our space. You know, we're, we're a little bit behind as far as, you know, gaming websites and gaming kind of uh, podcasts. But as far as the Jansen history, you know, we're the ones with the machete kind of blazing that path. And even the guys at ISSA are doing a good job. I think his name is Mr. Cross. He's doing a great job as well. But I think collectively, the 10 or 15 of us is going to be probably within the next three or four years, probably 50 plus. But I, I think there's enough space, enough room within this industry to have that level of, of content being pumped out because, you know, we're, we're never going to stop cleaning. I think it's going to improve, you know, as, as robotics come down, we're going to shift direction of how we even look at the industry. So what, what does that change look like? Oh, staff, I, there's very few people doing this. If you do a web, web search, look up cleaning podcasts. There's not a handful. There's maybe five. And I've been to a lot of them. And it's not that I'm trying to beat them. I'm trying to learn from them. Yeah. Steal, steal some of their ideas and stuff like that. But uh, I think we're I think we're both doing a great job. So I, I appreciate you joining me today. Uh, good luck at the ISSA. And uh, we'll, we'll both continue doing the content. Well, thank you much. And I definitely, when I, once I get my uh, podcast started, I, I want to have you as a guest as well. So thank, thank you. you. And again, the best place someone can get a hold of you is to send up a link or an email directly to you through the website. Yeah, it's, it's jack at cleansquare.com or okay. just sign up and you'll, you'll, there's a chat feature in there. You can find me that way as well, but it's uh, www.cleansq.com. So thank you, Jerry. I appreciate it. You have a great day and fantastic weekend. You too, sir. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. And I thank Jack very much for joining me today. I also wish to thank you, each of the listeners, for joining as we're slowly adding subscribers to our show. 
Currently, we are in most podcast apps and now including iTunes. If you have time, please rate and like our show and share any of our episodes. If you ever have any questions concerning this podcast or others, don't hesitate to contact me at jerry at hospitalitycleaning101.com. Have a great day. Continue to wash your hands for 20 seconds and stay safe.